What is up, everybody? It's the Friday. You know what that means. It's another edition of Curveballs and Share Shots. My name is Brandon Tangoma. Sitting more than six away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson. Dominic, I would say, you know, how you doing today and, you know, put you over, but we're enemies this week. We hate each other more than normal. And why is that? I mean... I I love you still, so I don't know why. Like, oh, we don't. Oh, so it, it, the hatred just goes one way, then. I guess so, man. Fuck, man. I mean, that's not what you said in the pre-production meeting. I don't want you to fucking talk to my little bitch, fucking bitch ass motherfucker. Kick your ass. Yes, today or this week is the curveballs and chair shots bowl. Dominic and I go one on one in fantasy football. Dominic actually has the better record. He is two and zero. But I, <laughs> I know Dominic is just so smart. I can't wait for him to just take over points and dorks. He could have been on this week because Dominic's still resting and recovering. He could have been on the show, but he didn't want to because, you know, fuck that show. Right, Dominic? Hell yeah. You could give out bad advice. I mean, I don't give out bad advice. Maybe the other one. But anyways, Dominic, Dominic, how are you doing today? How's, oh, how's life? I'm doing fine, Brandon. Thank you for asking. I'm just sitting down in the studio and, uh, you know, Making magic happen, baby. Yeah, you're making magic happen. What kind yeah. of magic? 24 karat. 24 karat. Mm. No. What? Okay. It, it's a Bruno Mars song. We're off to a great start today. <laughs> okay, let's get on into it. We are entering the final week of regular season baseball we have a bunch of teams already eliminated all the teams you think would be eliminated for contention are eliminated and then there's also some teams out there who probably should be eliminated but technically aren't yet we'll talk about them in a little bit but moving or starting with the american league east we got the tampa bay rays they have clinched a playoff spot so they will be in the postseason to defend their al pennant they have a 94 and 59 record a Six game lead up on the Boston Red Sox, eight on the Yankees, nine on the Blue Jays. So looking as though the Rays will firmly grasp the uh, AL East pennant over there. But moving on down, as I said, we got the Red Sox, uh, two games up on the Yankees and three games up on the Blue Jays. Both the Red Sox and the Yankees have those wild card spots. The Blue Jays have fallen off uh, quite a bit recently, they are five and five in the last 10, losing their last two, while the Red Sox have won their last seven, Yankees winning their last three. So, you know, Yankees, Red Sox go in one direction while the Blue Jays go in the other direction. I guess my curse of the Blue Jays have finally started to kick in, Dominic. I mean, I think we've talked about this like maybe a few weeks ago that you just got to stop riding on them because the second you, you know, start getting all happy and shit, they start to suck. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all the Blue Jays fans, the millions and millions of Blue Jays fans out there. But they are only a game back of the Yankees. You know, if someone was actually prepared, they would have, especially because it's the last week of the season, Dom. You know, probably be a good idea just to like go through the schedules of the teams and see exactly what they're doing and who they're playing the last week of the season because it's the last week of the season. A lot could happen. Only a game of separation and ESPN doesn't want to load. So it can show me all oh, there. Thank you. 
very much. You know, I don't got, I got this Taco Bell Wi-Fi, even though it is AT&T Fiber. Like, yeah, would you like to tell the people why they should have AT&T Fiber? Uh, because, you know, so like in our area, Comcast, um, like, you know, if your whole neighborhood has it, then your internet speeds go down because they share data lines. AT&T is, their, gets, is your own independent line so it means your internet is only going to affect you not anyone else and it's a lot faster and it's a lot better exactly so the blue jays are facing the twins winnable series yankees people in front of them Houston, and the right and the baltimore orioles very winnable mm-hmm. series so on paper the blue jays have a very easy schedule except for the Yankees, obviously, but that is an important series because they can uh, you know, make up traction on that front. Then going over to the New York Yankees, their schedule, obviously, in between, sandwiched in between the uh, Blue Jays series. You got the Red Sox series this weekend, going to be a big series to watch there. Maybe the top series to watch because of both teams holding the playoff spots. And then the uh, Tampa Bay Rays at the very, very end, of the season. So uh, Red Sox Yankees playing this week, three game set, only a game, two games separate them. So if the Yankees sweep, they could take that first spot. So the, the, uh, all these teams in the same division facing off for the wild card, whenever the will you know, we could talk about this next week because the season won't be over at that point. But what do you think will stand by next week? Dominic. Tampa Bay will be on top. Uh, that's not what we were talking about, but okay. What we were talking about, I don't know. I was looking at this little note my mom wrote and viral little nut, little n- note. You little oh, fucking creep. Gotta, gotta enunciate. You little creep, huh? Creepy. I mean, if we're gonna be creepy, I was watching back some of the curveballs and chair shot streams, which we I didn't realize it's been so long since we've done. And I was watching the uh, your first crown, getting your first crown of Fall Guys, and there was a question that Tyler asked uh, after at the press conference and it uh, I never answered I, it, huh? I completely forgot about that question. It just cracked me the fuck up and it was hilarious, but we're not going to talk about it on can the you podcast. Can text it to me? Sure, I can text it to you. I want to know now because well, what, what do you think I was talking about, Dominic? I don't know. Does that have to do something with Miley Cyrus? I, well, yes, of course. It would okay. always. Uh, let's see. If we, so as I said, Dominic, let's, let's talk about the wild card. Oh, wild card. Between the Boston Yankees. And the Yankees. Oh, yeah, my God. And Toronto. And you know, Toronto. They're not going to make it. It's going to be a fucking New York party, man. Going to be on top. Yeah. Yeah. Because fuck Boston and fuck their chicken strips. Damn. Why are you going to hate on Boston like that? John Cena's from Boston. Fuck John Cena. <laughs> Shit. Dom, do you recall saying that? <laughs> and Tyler, Tyler asked, yes, exactly. Okay, moving on <laughs> over moving on over to the central. Uh White Sox have clinched the uh which I'm called the division over there. So good for them. That's all uh, we gotta talk about, right? Because everyone else is eliminated. Moving on. We got the yeah. American League West, the Houston Astros, seven games up, not on the Oakland athletics, but on the Seattle Mariners, the Astros more than likely going to win the West Uh, Seattle two games back 
of the Yankees in the wild card, the A's four games back. And this comes off the heels of the Mariners sweeping the A's uh, this week. Terrible series. The A's, I mean, they didn't get blown out, but they they were holding leads. They blow the leads. They weren't able to, you know, take advantage of this hard, but, you know, important stretch down the last two weeks. We kept talking about it over and over and over again, playing uh, Houston and Seattle for the rest of the se- for the season. And I hate to, to say it's over, but it's over, Dominic. It's over. And we, by the way, uh, we are not renewing our whatever you want to call it, A's access, what A's membership, whatever it is. Because they renewing. hiked up the prices. Yeah. And it is bullshit. Yep. Even though I'm pretty sure at this season, like this season kind of had like some 2014 vibes, even though 14, there was a much better team. But it, it just kind of felt like an end of an era. Like it's, it, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for the, the tanking to go on next year. Yep. Uh, and it's sad because, you know, I really did enjoy going to the games and everything. But if they're going to hike up my prices and, you know, I ain't even going to fucking make a playoff, I ain't going. Oh, I'm going to pay that money to them. I'll, I'll go to a game or two, but fuck that shit. And it's not even A's access, right? It's just the regular season ticket. You go to the yeah. games. So I think, yeah, I think so. And that's the other thing. If they brought back the A's access discounts, I would probably maybe think about getting the cheapest plan. But it's still going to be fucking 20 bucks for a hot dog. I ain't going to go. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so we both agree that I think the A's are kind of done. Four games out with what is that 10 games to go nine I games mean, to go i mean it's doable it's especially with, doable especially with the east kind of beating up on themselves but it's very very hard to do i mean chris bassett came back yesterday pitched three innings looked fantastic and we kept saying maybe that can be the boost but when he's i mean when he's coming into the game in a series where you're trying to stave off a sweep and then he only pitches three ga- three innings and the bullpen is other dog shit right now he can't do too much except for be a morale booster. And even the morale booster is not working. It's it's the only thing that can save him is if ev- either team, Boston or New York, just dog shits and the Mariners dog shit, then, yeah, they can get in. But I think in the next few days, you'll see that big uh, E right next to their name. Well, with the Yankees, Red Sox playing each other, the A's play the Astros hard series, obviously, but. If both series end in a sweep with the A's sweeping the Astros and the A's can pick up what, three games on whoever it is and, you know, the Mariners and the Blue Jays kind of tread water, then maybe we can have a, a conversation. But then when we come back next week, they're, I, I think they're, the, they're ending with the Mariners. Or no, they're ending with the Astros, I think. Yeah, because then they play, the, they play the Astros this week, then they play the Mariners, and then they play the Astros again uh, in Houston. So... You know, it just kind of sucks. We've been kind of on this roller coaster ride, and it, it's seeming like mean, we kind of forget. Like Ramon Laureano got suspended for the rest of the season, and they they put in Starley Marte, who's been a fantastic addition. He's been like the best player by far on the team. But I think we can kind of date back to that Ramon Laureano suspension, where kind of you know went to hell where, in a basket. Well, yeah, and you know, I think I said like if they do good. You know, I, I can't remember exactly what I said, but if they if they suck, you blame Loriano. And I think 
right now. I, I, I'm not going to blame him because I feel like a lot of it is blamed on the pitching. But, I mean, can you imagine having Loriano and Marte out in the outfield? I think you would have, you know, and their bats hitting. I would say. But then you not- can also say, like, if they didn't suspend Loriano, then Marte probably wouldn't be on the team. You never know. You don't. You don't know what then, could happen. Because I, I forget, did he get? Did he trade before they, after Loriano got suspended? It was right like, before. Because okay, I think it was like so, literally right before. Because which um, me, which kind of makes me wonder, like, did they know something was coming? Probably, but I mean, but can you just imagine the, having both of them in the outfield? I think it would be pretty cool. But yeah, you know, I mean, somebody, I, some, somebody taking the roids. Well, if I mean, if Marte. If they re-sign Marte in the offseason, then that can maybe show that the A's aren't going to phone it in, which, I mean, when you got Matt, we got, you know, Chapman and Olsen, you got still a solid core of players. I don't know if they're going to completely phone it in, but I think you got to, because they're going to keep Melvin, Melvin re-signed, so he's going to be around. But I think you got to kind of look around and try to retool, maybe not completely blow it up, but changes i think do need to be made with the uh with the ace this year or next year i uh, moving on over to the national league over on the east the atlanta braves holding a two-game lead over the philadelphia phillies and that's pretty much it uh the the braves lost their last game they're five and five the phillies seven and three in their last 10 so they're making up some ground you know they once again, I probably should have looked up the schedules going down the stretch, but um, thoughts on the Phillies once again, playing pretty good Atlanta kind of treading water at 500. Do you think there's uh, any shot that Bryce Harper, who is kind of the leading, I don't know if I say leading contender because Tatis is still, still a thing, but definitely making his case to be MVP this year. I mean, I mean, st- talk about Atlanta real quick. I mean, they're kind of going down a downward trend, um, which is not good with Philly kind of chomping up their heels. So I mean, I'm really hoping Philly kind of comes back and takes that top spot because I feel like they probably are the better team. And with Bryce Harper kind of contending for MVP, I don't know. I mean, Tatis did get hurt at the like the middle of the year. It kind of hurt him a little bit. I mean, Bryce has been kind of consistent all year round, so I wouldn't be surprised if you do see Bryce as MVP and kind of like a upset so looking at the schedules, uh, I definitely would give the edge to the Phillies down the stretch. They're playing the Pirates this weekend. Then during the middle of the week, we have a three-game set with the Braves, and then the Phillies end with the Marlins. While the Braves play the Padres this week, they're still fighting for a playoff spot in the Phillies series, and then a three-game set with the New York Mets. So obviously, definitely the Braves have the tougher schedule ahead, but I think both of us kind of see the Braves as the better team. But do you think the Phillies are going to take advantage of that weaker schedule and possibly eke this one out? I mean, we're, when we come back next week, we're going to come off the heels of that series. So it's going to completely shift and see where everyone thing is. But what do you, you know, a week out, two different schedules going ahead. What do you think is going to happen here? I mean, I, I honestly think the, the I, I think the Phillies will take that top spot maybe for a day or so i think it's going to be one of those flip-flopping back and forth kind of deals that we expected with the giants and dodgers where one minute somebody's on top the next minute the other person's on top so i think that's what we're going to be what we're going to see and i don't know i i mean i'll 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 put my money where my mouth is i just said the phillies are the better team so i'll put the phillies on top okay okay moving on over to the central uh we got the Milwaukee Brewers, they have clinched 
a playoff spot, probably going to clinch the uh, central as well, but do not sleep on the St. Louis Cardinals. It took them damn near the entire year, but they are finally back. They have won their last 12 games, and that includes a sweep of the Brewers. The Brewers have lost their last five. While the the red or the the red birds have won their last 12. So they've definitely made up a ton of ground. Still seven and a half games back. So they're probably not going to catch up in the division. But the Cardinals are holding that number two spot in the wild card thus far. Dominic, finally, the Cardinals are putting their shit together and they are the hottest team of baseball at the exact right time. Well, I mean, it's funny because at the beginning of the year, we're all saying like, oh, don't sleep on the Cardinals because they're going to be fucking hella good. And then most of the year we were, you know, kind of just talking shit about them. And now they're playing good. I mean, hey, I think we always say like get hot going in the playoffs and that's what they're doing. So, you know, good for them. Yeah, going in, I would I mean, I'm just going to kind of slot them in at the second spot. I, you know, they're going to play the Dodgers or the, the Giants when you're playing that hot of a team. You know, maybe their pitching isn't like the best, best in the world, but the lineup is on fire right now. And I think this is definitely the a scary team if you're just going to sit there and play a one game playoff. But uh, sorry, Mr. X, the uh, Reds have uh, lost their last two, three and seven in their last 10. Looking as though they will miss the playoffs. They're five and a half games behind the Cardinals for that second spot. So unfortunately, you just you just hate to see it. And maybe by this time next week, uh, they will be officially eliminated, Dominic. So, you know, dance on their graves. Go, you know, go after the Reds. Everyone's just piling on Mr. X, you know, fill up on the on the other podcast. Bury Cincinnati, you bury the Reds. Sometimes God. you bury the Bengals. I mean, God damn. I know. I mean, see, like I bury out of just like I'm not being serious because, you know, when well, I was a kid, I, hey, when I was a kid, Ken Griffey Jr. was my idol. Not not when he was on the Mariners, when he was on the Reds. That's when I started imitating his batting stance and I used to strike out trying to bat left handed. But because right handed wasn't working out for you. Oh no! I just was trying to be like, be like Ken, like but like, you know, like the Barbie doll. Yes. Okay. But um, you know, Mister X knows that I love Cincinnati, even though he hasn't sent us any chili. But whatever, that's another whatever, no big deal. Let's get to the West. Let's get on over to the West. It's a uh, same shit, different story. The Giants atop the division with the Dodgers barking at their heels. Uh, Giants 99 and 54. They could get number 100 tonight against the Colorado Rockies. While the Dodgers are a game back, they're playing the Arizona, uh, not the Cardinals, but the Diamondbacks. Uh, so both winnable series this week for both teams. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say they need to sweep, but they definitely got to, you know, definitely at least win the series because I think both of these teams are guaranteed to win the series. And it's just a matter of if they get the sweep or not uh, checking out the schedule for the gigantes. They are finished. Will it actually help if I actually clicked on the schedule tab and not just the home tab, but anyways, looking at the schedule, which once again, talk about Wi-Fi. just love to see it, even though it is 18, t fiber, but you know, we're out uh, here. We're at we're, you know, we're out here. I'm, I'm at my aunt's house. We're in the hood. Okay, here we go. So we got the Colorado Rockies, the Arizona car, Cardinals or the Diamondbacks and the San Diego don't call me chargers Padres for the Giants. So the Giants do have, I think we did this last week. They have the, uh, the better schedule. Uh, do you think, 
you know, as a recovering Giants fan, the Giants are going to hold steady and pull it off. I mean, all signs point to yes, but the Dodgers are also just as good. So, um, you know, I'm going to say it's going to be a tie. We're going to get a tie, and then we're going to get a one-game playoff, and then we're going to get another one-game playoff. So, uh, yeah, so the Dodgers got the, the uh, Diamondbacks, Padres, and Milwaukee. Milwaukee, by that point, should uh, you know scoop up the uh, Central Division, and I think they would be locked into the second seed, if I am correct. If I uh, yeah, so they, I mean, at that point, if they lock up the division, which they should, they're probably not going to be playing too too much. They'll probably, you know, try to rest their starters and try to organize their rotation for the playoffs. So could be a very winnable series for the Dodgers. So that is a bigger series for the Dodgers than it would be for the Brewers. So uh, just something to keep an eye on over there. And the Padres down there at seventy seven and seventy five uh, just have. Three and seven in their last 10. So they have just completely fallen off six games back of the Cardinals. I mean, you, you hate to see it. Tatis hurt, not playing uh, particularly well, especially like out there in the field. But, you know, I think we all kind of saw next year as like the year they would be World Series contenders. We kind of probably put the, obviously put the carpet for the horse, put them in the playoffs, but Still brighter days, I think, are ahead for the Padres. I'm not going to you know, write them off for next year, but I think I'm writing them off for this year. I'm going to write them off as well. And uh, the question, I have, I have a quick question. Should, should I ask you this question since we're on baseball in the Padres, or should I ask it during questions? Well, are you just going to steal Mr. X's question and just make it your own? All right, let me, hang on. Let me make sure. Let me see if he asked this question. Uh, he did not. So this is uh, all Dominic question. This is a Dominic question. Should I save it for questions or should just, I just ask you right just now? Can ask the goddamn question, Dominic. With the whole argument that happened in the dugout, do you think they get rid of one? Of, uh, well, I doubt they'll get rid of Tatis, but do you think they'll get rid of Machado or do you think they'll let the, you know, let them write it out? I feel like they're going to write it out. I mean, you're giving both of them so much money. You, obviously want them to work it out, but both are alpha personalities, especially Machado, you know, uh, over there in Baltimore, he's had his issues and just the way that the team is playing, it's kind of one of those things like, you know, you might hate everybody when, even when your team's winning, but you kind of deal with it and you put it to the side. But then when every, when everyone's losing and everything's going bad, that's when just things escalate and you kind of just make your feelings known. And I'm not, I don't know the inner workings of the Padres dugout and knowing if there has been rumblings beforehand that Machado and Tatis have, you know, hated each other and done this before, but you know, third baseman and shortstop or right field or whatever he's going to be playing next season. That's a, a pretty important relationship you should have. So you, you don't want this to exactly blow up, but I think it was just more frustration than anything. Then they actually like hate each other and can't work it out. I don't think this, I mean, hell Jeter and A-Rod played together and they hated each other. Now they never had like a super blow up like this, but they were never the best friends in the world. Kind of like you and me. I hate your guts and you hate my guts and we still do it. Exactly. There we go. It's not about you, Dominic. I mean, it's always about me. What the fuck you're talking about? You're Emma. I'm Emma. Isn't that what her gimmick used to be before she left? Oh yeah. It's all about about me. me. Yeah. Sorry, no wrestling talk during the sports portion. I'm Peyton Royce, and you're Billy Kay, and you know. So I'm the funny one, but you're the hot one. You're the ugly one, and I'm the hot one. 
Wow. Why are you going to hate on Billy like that? Billy's a nice lady. You met or her? Jesse, right? Her name's Jesse. Jesse McKay and Cassie Lee. Cassie Lee, there we go. Moving on over to week three of the NFL, otherwise known as. <clears throat> we going to get a good one this week, finally? I'm going to try. Hang on. No COVID. No COVID. So that means good uh, singing voice for Dominic. <clears throat> Look at that, Dominic, getting deep down in the gullet. Love to see the lung capacity is back. Dominic, how are your lungs doing? Um, Being 100% honest right now, still hard to breathe, but getting better. Okay, love. Love to see it. We did have a Thursday night game. The Carolina Panthers beat the Houston Texans 24-9. to Not Nothing really... You know, shocking came out of this game. Uh, Davis Mills uh, replacing Tyrod Taylor, injured Tyrod Taylor. Uh, he played okay. Like when they act, I don't understand why during the game they kept just running the ball when they had that two minute drill at the end of the second half when they were throwing the ball and he was doing quite well. And then they just kind of went back to running the ball all the time and they just kind of handcuffed their own offense. I understand he's a rookie on a Thursday night game. It's not going to be all that. You know, you're not just going to give them the entire playbook, but uh, the Texans, even though they are a quote unquote bad team, I think they're still a pretty good bad team, Dominic. Would you agree? At least compared to what we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season. Oh, yeah. No, I agree 100% then. Yeah. Then uh, over to the Carolina Panthers, uh, Sam Donald, fantastic game. Once again, kind of a, a ho-hum 300-yard game, scored two rushing touchdowns, I believe. Uh, but the big news more is the injuries. They had... Uh, DJ, CJ, Mr. Horn over there on the uh, defense gets injured and Christian McCaffrey goes down with a hamstring trash McCaffrey. Okay, Dominic, tell us how you really feel. But uh, yeah, so uh, McCaffrey goes down with a hamstring injury. It didn't look all that terrible. He was walking around on the sideline, so it's not like he can't put pressure on it. I haven't really looked into it yet to see what the timetable is, but this offense goes as CMC goes, and you can definitely tell once he was out, you know, it was not the same type of offense, even though they were able to move the ball somewhat effectively against the, the Texans. Dominic, thoughts on just the Panthers and how big of this, you know, if CMC is hurt and let's say he misses a couple months, does that drastically change your opinion on the Panthers? Or do you still think they could continue this right? Because, you know, your boy said the Panthers are going to be good this year and they're living up to my expectations. I mean, sticking to the Panthers just for the second there. They are a good team on paper. I feel like they, Sam Darnold, he's, you know, I, I feel like he's getting more comfortable with the offense, you know, finding his key players and everything. Um, so as long as he just continues to develop his game, I, I think, you know, he could be what, you know, he can be there for a while. Um, CMC being hurt. I thought I saw somewhere that, you know, it was something like you can miss a couple games. Oh yeah. Right here. Panthers. McCaff uh, shit. Cause he's a piece of shit. Got hurt last year for me. Got hurt again, but I don't got him. Um, that would be friend of me of the podcast, Tyler Gunderson. Yep. But he, they said they're, he's going to miss a few weeks. Um, that I think that hurts them a lot, but on the other hand, it gives, you know, it, it gives him more time to have Sam develop his game. 
game instead of just being like here christian run it so um i, I think they'll they'll keep doing what they're doing um i don't know who do they who do they play next they play where the fuck is oh oh it's not here because it's on week three not week four dominic you got this kid They play Dallas. Oh yeah, they're gonna definitely, they're definitely gonna fucking kick ass next. They're gonna so, fuck the Cowboys. They're gonna fuck a cowboy. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. Yeah, boy. But yeah, no, I, I think, uh, I think the Panthers will. You know, they'll, they'll get in the playoffs. Oh, okay. Just putting them in the playoffs. Week three, love to see it. All right, let's get on into the actual games that still have not happened yet. Uh, The Indianapolis Colts travel to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Uh, Titans pull off the miraculous comeback against the Seagulls last week. Uh, Colts lose to the Rams. We got Carson Wentz dealing with a double ankle injury. I believe the right one is the one that's more hurt. He is questionable coming into the game. Uh, Both teams, uh, one of those fringe bubble, you know, Super Bowl contenders, I guess. Thoughts on this game and, you know, maybe a get-right game for both of them? Um, I don't think it's going to be a get-right game for both of them. I think uh, – I don't think Carson's going to play, first of all. And with that being said, uh, Tennessee should mop the floor with them. So I'll go Tennessee. If, if Carson Wentz isn't playing, obviously that puts him behind the eight ball. But, you know, Tennessee, the offense got back on track last week. The defense still not good at all. And I'm not saying they were going to return to their AFC championship defense, but I thought they'd be a little bit better than what they were last season. And they've just gotten worse. So um, Colts de- uh, offense doesn't exactly scare you, especially without Wentz. But uh, I agree. I think Tennessee will be able to get the win here. Then a matchup between two 0-2 teams. So someone's got to win. The New York football giants host the Atlanta Falcons. Dominic, uh, what do you see here between these uh, two bad teams? Well, I'm really hoping that Matt Ryan gets his shit together and he fucking just starts pounding it in the end zone. But who am I to fucking judge? Um, I think I'll, I'll stick with Atlanta. I'll go with the Giants. The Giants played well against the football team last week. Daniel Jones and, uh, you know, this Falcons defense is not the best in the world, but that offense can still light it up a little bit. But uh, home team, home game, I'm going to go with the Giants here. Then a big AFC West matchup between both one and one teams. The Los Angeles Chargers take it on the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. Chiefs losing a heartbreaker to the um, the Ravens, while the Chargers lost a heartbreaker to the Cowboys. Uh, obviously, it's week three, not saying you know whoever loses this is out of contention by any means, but if the Chargers make a statement and get this win to drop the Chiefs to one and two, pretty big deal, right? be the first time they'll be one and two in fucking like four years right ever since Mahomes came in even before then because when alex smith was quarterback they were still the best team in the west in the playoff team yeah so. so that'd be the first time in a long time and i don't i want to so bad because the chiefs are you know probably one of the best teams in the league or if not the best but I don't think the Chargers can do it, so I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well. I think the Chargers will cover. I forget exactly what the spread is, but I think it's like a touchdown or something. The, the, the Chargers will keep it close. 
uh, I forget what they were last year, but I know the one in Los Angeles was more of a shoot. I forget what it was uh, in Kansas City, but it should be a fun game. Uh, probably the game I'm going to be most looking forward to in the morning. But the, the Chiefs defense definitely is something to keep an eye out on. I mean, both games uh, did not look fantastic, but they had Patrick Mahomes. So that kind of you know puts a bandit and everything. But uh, the Chargers have the weapons to light it up against the Chiefs. And if the defense on the Chargers end can come together, I would not be shocked if they uh, beat the Chiefs in this game. Then we get an, an AFC North battle between Mr. X's Bengals taking on the Steelers. Both teams coming off of losses. Uh, Big Ben with a pec injury and also uh, Deontay Johnson with a knee injury. I believe uh, Big Ben will play. I'm not sure about Johnson yet. And then the Bengals, poor, poor Joe Burrow, just a terrible game. Three interceptions like back to back to back uh, off of the Bears. Dominic, uh, the Bengals, you know, looked impressive week one, kind of came back to earth in week two. Do the Steelers kind of you know, establish your dominance once again, and they try to get back on track week three. I don't, I don't think the uh, Steelers are going to be playing a hundred. Cause I think uh Watt's still hurt. Uh, Ben's not a hundred percent. It takes one good hit to get him out of the game. So I'm going to go with the Bengals on this one. Ooh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Steelers just out of, I guess, because they're still the Steelers, even though the Bengals, you know, it's more the Steelers defense, even without Watt, they're still like a decent enough defense, but you know, having Watt not there definitely kind of opens it up to double team, you know, the other people and, you know, put their attention elsewhere. But uh, we, we saw what Joe Burrow and the Bengals did last week against the bears. And I still don't think the bears are a, a very good defense either, but at home uh, in Pittsburgh should be a tough matchup for the Bengals. So Probably won't be as bad for Joe Burrow, but it's still going to be a struggle. Speaking of those Bears, they are going to travel to Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Browns. As we said, the Bears beat the Bengals while the Browns beat the Texans last week. Uh, Browns dealing with their own injuries as well. Jarvis Landry put on the IR. Uh, Odell Beckham might be able to return from his torn ACL from last season. We get uh, Baker Mayfield dealing with a left shoulder, non-throwing shoulder injury. Uh, with the Bears and Justin Fields making his first start. Andy Dalton gets knocked out, comes back in, leaves the game once again. So Justin Fields getting the start. Dominic, what are you going to think? What do you think the rookie will do against your Ghosts Super Bowl champion? Cleveland Browns. I feel that a Brown is less than a Bear. So theoretically, Bears take shits. That are brown. But what so the bear has a, to be. What, but what if it's a brown bear? Ooh, Ooh. damn! Hard to tell. No, honestly, uh, seriously. Um, you know, I, I, I was high on the Browns. I kind of stopped being so high on them just because I felt like they just kept letting everybody down, especially me. Chicago has the potential to be a great team, but they can't get it together. So we'll go with the Browns. I will go with the Browns as well. I think it's going to be more of like a ground and pound type of game where Chubb and Hunt kind of go off, especially with no Jarvis and possibly at least a limited Odell. But uh, so, and Justin Fields will struggle. The defense of the Browns, I think is good enough to kind of, you know, vary their looks, but he will look impressive, but he also will look like a rookie as well. Possibly sneaky high scoring game. 
Maybe the Bears pull off the upset, but I'm going to go with the Browns to get the win here. Then the Ravens taking on the Lions. Lions 0-2, hosting the Ravens. As we talked about earlier, Ravens getting the big win over the Chiefs. First time with Lamar Jackson, so good for you, Lamar. Uh, Lions losing, getting blown out by the Packers. I think we both see the Ravens getting the win here. Dominic, uh, but do the Lions put up a fight? I really wish the Lions... I I don't know if it's their running game, if it's their passing game. Like, I don't know what their main issue is, if they need, like, a key receiver or something like that. But I wish there was that whatever the issue was, they could get it together because I really do like this Lions team. But the Ravens, even though they have a slew of injuries, I think are the better teams with the Ravens. Yeah, the Lions, I mean, they showed so much promise in the first half of that Monday night game where they were leading the Packers and then just they fell apart for whatever reason, turnovers and, you know, defensive miscues and everything like that. So the Lions are like showing that they could be something, but they're just not able to put it together for a full game. And I don't see them doing it in this one either. Uh, Then we get the Saints and the Patriots. This will be in Foxborough. The uh, Patriots coming off of a a big, big beatdown on the New York Jets. Well, the Saints are coming off a big, uh, loss to the Carolina Panthers. Both or the Saints had two extremes with the big win against the Packers, big loss against the Panthers. So it's kind of hard to exactly tell what this team is. So what are you seeing the Saints will do against this uh, Patriots team? I'm sorry. The Patriots are going to beat the living shit of the Saints. Uh, Jameis is, I think his week one was a fucking fluke. Everything he did that day was just nothing but luck. Last week was a wake-up call back, you know, shaking him back to reality that, hey, Jameis, you suck. Patriots are going to win this game. I don't know if I would say, you know, he's going to do the exact same thing he did last week. Now, as I said, I don't know what to make of the Saints team because it's you can't judge off of those two weeks because they're just aberrations pretty much but the saints defense was also kind of disappointing for what they did with the panthers now i like the panthers and they had cmc for the entire game so that definitely helps but you know this patriots offense doesn't like completely scare me so i would not be shocked this is just like a slug fest you know sub 40 point type of game and you know it it might be a homer pick but i'm gonna go with the saints in an ugly defensive showdown then I mean, I guess I mean that it's the wrong pick. Okay, okay. Uh, then moving on to Jacksonville, where the Hagwires will take on the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray absolutely just lighting it up all over the place, making his case for MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, whatever the hell award you want to give him. Uh, Jaguars not looking so good. They're so trash that their social media team put out like a statement that looked like someone died, but it was just sorry, you know, we suck. We're gonna get better which is kind of embarrassing, but, you know, you do you, Tony Khan. Uh, Dominic, uh, does a Jaguar beat a, a Cardinal, or is this an aberration where uh, the Cardinals, smaller Cardinal, is going to sh- peck the Jaguar to death? I think the Cardinal is going to peck the Jaguar to death because the Cardinal is just fucking playing like there's no tomorrow, if I'm being honest. Fucking Kyle Murray is a fucking just absolute beast. And his offense, you know, this doesn't help. His offense is great too. So, 
yeah, the, the defense isn't exactly lining up on fire, even though Chandler Jones is a beast over there getting all the sacks in the world. But going up against Trevor Lawrence, home game, you know, maybe they'll be a little bit better, but uh, I still see the Cardinals just light it up like they've done the last two weeks. Then the Washington football team take on the Buffalo Bills. Both teams are one and one coming off of wins. The Bills making a statement, just shutting down the Miami Dolphins last week while the uh, football team uh, is off a long rest off of that Thursday night game against the Jack, uh, the Giants. So a well-rested Washington team still has Taylor Haneke as their quarterback. The Bills, good bounce back win. I think on paper, we should suspect the Bills to win, but do you think maybe Washington with the long rest can kind of put it together and maybe look a little better, especially on the defensive end? I think Washington will look better. They'll play better, but I think the Bills are the better team. They are, I think on paper, just better. So I'll give it to the Bills. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the bills as well. Home game. The bills offense looked a lot, lot better compared to what they did uh, week one against the Steelers and the defense. I wasn't exactly sold on the defense, but you know, they, they did the damn thing against the Miami dolphins. So especially with this Washington defense, which I was very high on and now not so high on, I would expect the bills to uh, put up a big, big, uh, point total here in this game. Then we get the Denver Broncos first place, Denver Broncos undefeated Denver Broncos hosting the New York football jets at mile high. Uh, you know, at the start of the season, maybe people didn't think of this as being a, a big, big, not a, well, still not a big game, but uh, the Broncos two and Oh, do they make a statement here? And if they just absolutely put a shellacking on the jets, yes, the jets, but could that like establish them as like a legit, you know, playoff contender. I mean, the Jets, come on, really? It's the Jets. They be, if they don't beat the Jets, it'll be more surprising than them beating the Jets. But if they so, just put the hammer down on them, they put them, they just boat race by like 21 points. You know, Zach Wilson throws another four interceptions. Would you be like, oh, you know, maybe the Broncos are legit? If Zach will, so you're saying if Zach Wilson throws four interceptions, I'm gonna be like, wow, the Broncos are legit. No, if you said Tom Brady threw four interceptions, I'd be like, okay, yeah, maybe the Broncos are legit. So, no, I'm not gonna give them a fucking, you know, holy shit, you're a great team if they beat the Jets. I still give them the win, I'll pick them this week, but so, so you're telling me you're not sold on the Broncos quite yet? No, I'm not. Okay, I can. Your inner Raider fan was showing on that one. Speaking of the Raiders, oh. they are taking on the Miami Dolphins. Uh, this will be in Las Vegas. The Raiders 2 0, two big wins against the uh, Ravens and the Steelers, which, especially now after that Ravens win, looks a whole lot better on their record. The Dolphins will be without Tua. He's got some busted up ribs looking like he will be gone for a few weeks. Uh, so Jacoby Brissett will take the reins here. Dominic, you were right. You picked the Raiders last week. I would assume you're picking them again. Thoughts on the status of your, our, the Las Vegas Raiders. Yes, I'm picking them. And I don't know if it's just me, but I'm not sold on the Raiders being this good as well. I feel like this is just Mr. Raider is not all in on this bandwagon right now after those two good wins. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I'm ecstatic. I'm happy. Cloud nine fucking walking around with my dick out. Just being like, look, the Raiders are the best team in the world. Don't get me wrong. I'm doing it. 
but I'm still not sold. I think last year, or it was either last year or the year before, one of the two years, they went to New, uh, not New York, New Jersey to play the Jets. And you said, is this a trap? And I was like, no, fine, it's the Jets. They suck dick and fucking Raiders are kicking ass right now. And they got fucking their asses beat. So it comes down to this. The, the Dolphins are a eh, subpar team. Down, Their starting quarterback's down. I feel like this is a trap. Now, I don't want to. Like I said, I'm still going to pick my Raiders. But I'm not going to be surprised if they lose the game because of some stupid fucking flags and some stupid uh, play calling from Gruden and Carr and whoever's on the fucking field. So I'm picking my Raiders, but I won't be surprised if they lose. So I kind of equate this to the Broncos-Jets game. I think the Raiders at home are going to come out flex their muscles and they're going to show that they're a good team and they can beat down on the bad teams. Now the dolphins, I, I still see them as kind of like a, a fringe bubble wild card, you know, flirt with 500 type team, but especially without Tua, which I've never been really sold on Tua. Jacoby um, Brissett, he's a, a fine veteran quarterback, but this defense is really what surprised me. I did not think the defense was going to be this playing this well, this early. The, you know, all the rookies they drafted in the draft are kind of, you know, playing well, uh, you know, Max Crosby, Carl Nassib, and, you know, the line and everyone is just, it's playing phenomenal right now. Not exactly what I thought coming into the season. I thought it was going to be more of the offense was going to carry the load and uh, Josh Jacobs being hurt. Kenyon Drake is, was meh, but Henry Ruggs is what he had a Henry Ruggs type of touchdown. That's what you draft him for is to have those long, you know, long bombs. Now, can he, you know, get open on a slant route and stuff like that? You know, we're going to have to wait and see for that. So. Uh, I'm going to say this is a, a statement game. I don't know what the spread is, but I will take the Raiders uh, plus, you know, or whatever, minus however many points, like a touchdown or 10 points. I think the Raiders win big in Las Vegas. But Dominic, you, I know you said you're picking them, but do you think they're going to, the Dolphins are going to make it a fight? I mean, I don't know how big of a fight they have. Um, the Raiders defense lacks in a lot of areas. I mean, they've been playing well. I would say more like okay than well. Um, so yeah, I, I think the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins will probably get it to to the point where it's going to be like their one key play away from winning the game, and that's where you know they'll you know run it down the field and you know fuck it up at the end or something. Then we get the Seattle Seagulls traveling to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. The Vikings are 0-2. Seahawks should be 2-0, but they choked it against the Tennessee Titans. Um, Dominic, what do you see in this game? Two teams kind of coming off disappointed losses. The Vikings should have beat the Cardinals last week, but in Vikings fashion, their kicker missed it. So uh, both teams, you know, trying to get a bounce back win here. Both, I think, are, are, are a playoff team. If they play well, more of the Seahawks, I think, than the Vikings. But what do you see in this one? I mean, I see Russell Wilson throwing like 400 yards, like four or five touchdowns. I see Dalvin Cook playing. I know he's a little hurt, but I see Dalvin Cook playing, maybe running 100, 115 yards, a couple touchdowns. So it's going to be a close game. Nothing, definitely has nothing to do with him being on your fantasy team. Definitely has nothing to do with on my fantasy team. But um, but no, in all honesty, I think the Seahawks will win this game. Um, it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good game though, very close. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I think this is going to be closer, maybe what some people expect. And I'm going to go with the Vikings. I think the Vikings get the win here. The Seahawks defense, uh, I mean, both the defenses are not very good. So that does open up the Tyler Lockett to have another monster game, which fantasy-wise just fucked me in the ass last last week. But, you know, last year as well. Shout out, Travis. But uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings more of like a feel than anything, even though I I don't think I picked the Seahawks to win the uh, division, but I do like the Seahawks. Then uh, probably the biggest marquee game on the Sunday afternoon slate would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Los Angeles for Tom Brady's first ever football game in Los Angeles, pro football game in Los Angeles. And they take on the Rams, both 2-0, and obviously defending Super Bowl champions, taking on this new look Rams team. Do the Rams make a statement and beat the Super Bowl champs at home? I think if there's a team that has the ability, one of them is the Rams. Um, It's one of those things where either pick could do the job. So I think I will – I'll put my money on the GOAT. I'll go Tampa Bay to win this game. But the Rams – if you bet on the Rams, it's not a bad choice. Yeah, I mean, both games for the Buccaneers, they've were they're supposed to have like a really good defense, but yet both times they've given up a lot of points. Now, yeah, week one was against the Cowboys, but then week two was against the Falcons, which they have some good talent over there, but you just don't expect them to put up whatever it was like 28 points. But then on the other side, the Buccaneers have been putting up 30 points seemingly every single week. So this could be a boat that, you know, this could be a high scoring shootout. But I think it, for me, it just comes down to the Rams defense. I have much more trust in them and being at home with fans there. I think there's going to be like a sack, an interception, you know, a big time defensive play for the Rams that kind of swings the momentum. And I'm going to go with the Rams in a close one. Then moving on to the Sunday night game, we get a rematch of the 2020, 2019. 2019 NFC championship game, the green Bay Packers take it on the San Francisco 49ers in Levi stadium. The 49ers are two and Oh, while the Packers are coming off that big bounce back win against the Detroit lions, Dominic, what do you see in this primetime matchup? I mean, you know, I always go first. Why don't you go first? Cause I'm kind of stumped on this one. I don't know who to pick. So why don't you go first? Okay, I will go first. So we got the 49ers on one side, 2-0. and Still some question marks, I think, like offensively. I mean, they played the Lions. They played the the uh, Eagles, you know, not the elite teams in the world. But, I mean, the Packers are an elite team, but they don't have an elite defense. So this could be another opportunity for Jimmy G and Debo and whoever the hell they have running the ball to, you know, put up some points. Um, big test for the the 49ers defense, which without Robert Solo, you know, they had a good week last week, but not so much against the lions. It is like, I'm kind of with Dominic. Like it is very evenly matched. Like the Packers have the best skill players, but then if you take like the overall, like quote unquote, not important positions, the, the 49ers kind of have that one covered. So very evenly matched teams on the road or at home. I'm going to go with the 49ers to to eke it out i mean you know as much as i hate this because i'm playing you i I feel like kittle is gonna finally have like a kittle game well let's fucking hope so um but also kelsey is gonna have a kelsey game because kelsey always has a kelsey game Mm -hmm. shout out kelsey 
Uh, Travis loves Kelsey for the win. Um, I think I'm going to go with Green Bay to, just because I feel like their run game is going to be a lot better than the Niners. And I feel like this is the this is the week where Rodgers and whatever his name is, Adams, fucking really connect and they start just fucking pounding it in the end zone. So I'll go with Green Bay. Then the Monday night football game, we get a uh, good division matchup here. We get the Eagles taking on the Dallas Cowboys, and this one will have a lot of fantasy implications for our curveballs and chair shots bowl because your boys got C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott, so it's probably going to come down. It's going to come down to the Monday night game to see who wins our matchup. But uh, the Eagles, it is in Jerry World, or the, the Cowboys are in Jerry World to take on the Eagles. Um, good win for the Cowboys against the Chargers. Eagles losing to the 49ers. What do you see in this one, Mr. Hobson? I see C.D. Lamb breaking his fucking leg first quarter. No. Um, I don't knock on wood on that one. That, that, I don't want that to happen. Um, an asshole, especially with the Mark Cooper questionable. Um, and Michael Gallup out. Yeah, now I'm fucking shitting bricks. But, you know, he only put 17 points up last week. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Um, only 17 points? Yeah, you know, no big deal. Ain't nothing but a G thing. I mean, I don't, no, think, uh, I don't think he got in the end zone either, so that just makes it even better. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Uh, I, I'm going to give it to the Cowboys just because I feel like, you know, Jalen Hurt, he's still a little fresh, you know, a little, bra- little, little green. Uh, Cowboys are playing pretty good uh, baseball. No, this is football. Cowboys playing some pretty good football. Prescott's playing great. Um you know, so I just I'll, I'll let them edge it out and go with the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys as well, not fantasy wise, but I just I like what the Cowboys have been doing, especially on defense. That defense is, I mean, it's not all it's not all elite, but I think they've been playing fantastic lately. That I mean, with the Chargers game, they actually kind of held the Chargers in check compared to what they did week one with the Buccaneers. So, and we saw what the 49ers were able to do to the Eagles last week. So, if the Charger or the Cowboys can do more of the same. And we, I said this on the other podcast, uh, Points and Norks, every Tuesday. We talk about face football. Uh, both Travis and I kind of said that we, you know, on paper, you think this is going to be like a, a lighted up type of matchup, but I won't be shocked if this is kind of like a defensive struggle. And it's similar to the Cowboys Charger game where, you know, whoever scores 21 points is the one who wins. Don't we have to do Thursday night? I mean, we could do Thursday night. We didn't do last week's Thursday night game. I mean, do I mean, we? Do we do Thursdays or we're not doing Thursdays anymore? I mean, we could do Thursdays. It's just because I don't see because I don't have the, the week five schedule or the week four schedule. Why would I pull up week four? I mean, five? I have week four in front of me. I can do it. Oh, you could do it, Dominic. Then why don't you do you, it? Why don't you, you, you take over host? You have Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Brandon, who wins his game? Well, I thought you were going to do a little more of an intro there. I was trying to, you know, drink my water. But uh, well, okay, you didn't fucking tell me. Well, you know, I thought you're going to just like steal my whole gimmick and just, you know, ramble on for five minutes. Oh, you want me to be like, oh, just, we have Jacksonville just for, you, at just for you to give me like a five second answer. Oh, you know, oh, we have Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Jacksonville, you know, hasn't really been playing all that well. Uh, Bengals have been playing pretty good. Uh, Brandon, you know, two, two OK teams. You know, who, 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 who wins this week? That, that was beautiful. I thought I was. I thought I was even though I was a fucking Al at the end. Who 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 who? Uh, but going into this one, I think the Bengals 
going to get the dubski, you know, barring any major injuries from, from this week going into next week. But Bengals for the win. Mr. X, you're welcome. I concur. All right. Speaking of Mr. X, let's go on over to the mailbag portion of the podcast, otherwise known as Mr. X's questions of the week. Bum, bum. No friends. But if you guys want to be a friend, no friends, no friends. If you want to send us in a question, goddamn Kayla, shout out Kayla Braxton. If you want to send us in via Instagram, curveballs and CS. Goddamn, Kayla. Goddamn. Anyways, Dominic, what does Mr. X have? For us uh, in the world of sports. Good day to you. Howdy. Does he does he does he send in a promo on the other podcast? We're gonna get to that. Let's fucking go. (laughs) I'm definitely I'm definitely seeing some positive. I think I'm having a stroke after COVID. God damn it. I'm definitely seeing some positives with the Bengals this season, but the offensive line, dear God. Given that Burrow is still learning, do you think the main thing holding him back is the iffy pass protection? I think so. But, you know, that's just my opinion. Definitely. Uh, Kept saying, should have got a lineman in that first round. They got Chase. Now, Chase has been a, a damn good receiver. And they have a lot of damn good receivers over there in Cincinnati. So who knows if they were to get an offensive line, if... You know, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd can do the same things Chase was doing, but uh, he's a good receiver, and I agree. You still got to get that offensive line because when you don't have protection, you don't got time in the pocket, you rush it, and that's when you make bad throws. So sometimes – Just take a picture of the Raiders playbook and fucking be the highest paid line in the world. And then trade him away before you make the playoffs. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right, what's he got next? Next. This is a good question, and I think I know the answer. Which NFL team will go undefeated the longest this season? Well, who will go undefeated the longest? There's only four teams undefeated still, right? Let's see. Just looking at the docket, we have the Panthers, which are 3-0. We have the Raiders, the 49ers, the Rams, the Cardinals, Buccaneers, Broncos. So a handful of teams handful of teams left so i'm gonna go to raiders because i'm a homer okay you are a homer the buccaneers i think would be the the chalky pick but i do have them losing to the rams this week um raiders looking ahead to next week they do play the chargers that's a tough matchup you know i'm not saying anyone's gonna go like steelers last year and go like 11 10 and 0 or something like that but um, I'm going to go with the Raiders as well, just because I have the other next week's schedule pulled up in front of me. Broncos play the Ravens. That's a tough matchup. Cardinals play the Rams. 49ers play the Seahawks. So, I mean, maybe the 49ers. I think the 49ers are probably another one, especially if they get the win against the, the uh, Packers. But fuck it. We're going with the Raiders, baby. Woo. Just win. All right. Last sports question. Thoughts, thoughts on MLB testing out pre-tacked balls and AAA games to allow pitchers to have an equal opportunity to have the same kind of grip on the ball. Uh, so I'll be honest, I have no idea what he's talking about, but 
uh, being able to allow pitchers to have more control and more grip on the ball. I, I like that idea. It makes complete and total sense. Um, I know you want more offense in the game, but you also want pitchers to be able to control because they're holding a deadly weapon in their hand and you don't want balls flying and hitting somebody in the face and all these other fun stuff. So uh, being able to kind of, and we said this when like the whole spider attack thing was going, just be able to legalize and monetize and do everything you can to like have some sort of controlled substance that pitchers can use and agree upon with the players union. So they, so everyone's satisfied the pit. I mean, and even like the batters would rather have the pitchers have control of, you know, with sunscreen and rosin and everything like that. Just once you get to that, that next level of the spider tack and the Coke and whatever type concoctions is when people have an issue with it. I mean, I, I kind of, I do agree with you that having it pre-done to an extent, you know, you know, kind of helps both batter and pitcher. But I mean, how do you, I don't know. I don't know how to feel just because it's like, you know, just because you guys are pre doing it doesn't mean you're doing it good enough to the point where I still can't control it as well. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it, I, I would, I guess I would want to say I have to wait and see all like the results and what comes out of this. But, you know, if I'm somebody who like, I, I'll admit it, I get sweaty palms pretty easily and pretty frequently. If I'm throwing a fucking fastball, you know, 90 miles per hour, just because you pre-tacked it to an extent doesn't mean I need more grip. So I, I, I don't know how to feel about that just yet. Exactly. What does Mr. X have to say about wrestling and maybe other wrestling podcasts? <clears throat> Some wrestling. Could you see Lashley and Biggie getting involved in Reigns and the Demons match this Sunday, continuing the storyline they started this past Monday? I would, yeah, I would not be shocked if there's some sort of shitty finish to the end of the Demon Reigns match. I don't know what they like, what their intentions are, like because the the Demon has been protected so much where he hasn't lost at all. And I forget if it's an actually an Extreme Rules match, but I think it is. So you can't really do disqualification. Um, and I said this on the other podcast, like if you want to get the title off of Reigns to have the match with Lesnar and also not have him beat Biggie at Survivor Series, like all the other matches that have to follow, you know, put it on the demon, a protected character who's undefeated and put some shenanigans behind it makes some sense. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be well, first of all, it'd be nice to have Finn have the title just because he's well fucking deserving of it. Um, but then again, I mean, you could the draft is also coming up and we can maybe see all three of those guys on the same brand and, you know, fighting, you know, fighting for that title, that one title that maybe it's Big E who's holding it. So you never know. But then you also you have the Reigns and Lesnar match and all that. So, yeah. Um, next. Why does AEW feel so much more exciting than WWE right now? Is it the names that they have debuting there as of late or is it how they've booked where they've seen to cater to the fans more compared to WWE with the expectation of Biggie's with the exception, sorry, the exception of Biggie's title one, where everything is so, is so much is ugh, where everything is so much more micromanaged. I think there's just a bunch of little things that AEW does right compared to what WWE does that just kind of adds up. Kind of like the the feeling of independence, the feeling of you know creative freedom, and listening to the fans, and not just having the same people do the same things over and over again. Having exciting matches, 
and everything like that. Like, and also just, you know, having being the opposition to WWE, like that also helps them. So and we'll, we'll get into it with like the dynamite recap, but like the opening segment or the opening match with Brian and Kenny and just the crowd is just going absolutely bananas and the men haven't even touched yet. And that was just like an awesome moment. And WWE, you know, they don't really have those type. I don't even know when they've had that type of moment. Like when's Probably the last Cole time? and Brian. Yeah. And even that it was, I don't even think it wasn't. Was, and it's, it's yeah. because like AW is a different promotion. They're going head to head. And it's like, you know, we didn't see them being this successful. I think this early and everything that surrounds it. So it's just like a cocktail of different things that makes AW what it is. I mean, I, I want to say that I did see something that Eric Bischoff posted and it said that, you know, Vince is happiest when his back is against the wall or something like that. He smiles. So I, I'm not going to say that we're going to start seeing WWE put on, you know, classic matches and, you know, memorable moments and shit like that. But I got a, I got a weird feeling that coming up pretty soon, we're going to start being like, holy shit, WWE stepped their game up. Just, just you wait and watch. You'll see. Yeah. So, I mean, that's yeah. 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 You're going to say something. Go ahead, go, go ahead, little girl. Berries and cream, berries and cream. Oh God. I'm a little out of those berries and cream. Um. So the last wrestling the question don't know if you watched the latest Dark Side of the Ring about Chris Canyon, but both John Cena and The Undertaker didn't really come off looking great after this episode. Whose legacy took more of a hit, John because of his words or Taker because of his actions? Well, I did watch it, Mr. X. And when it comes to... Can, can you uh, tell me these words and actions? Because I did not watch it yet. Oh, so, uh, you, well, I'm you're not going to watch this on YouTube, but uh, so pretty much, uh, so Canyon, gay wrestler, uh, they did an interview on Howard Stern with John Cena, and Canyon was like connected to Howard Stern at the time, so they talked about it, and Cena basically said like Canyon wasn't talented enough for, you know, he has the wrestling acumen, and he also, and, but he doesn't have like the entertainment aspect to it, which. We can have that argument. I'm, to be honest, not like the biggest, I don't know, Canyon's career and his legacy all that much to really comment on that. But going to the Undertaker thing, it was kind of around the same time where it was like an open secret that Canyon was gay. And he does a thing where he does a Boy George impersonation. And this is American Badass Undertaker. And Undertaker just beats the shit out of him. And he hits him with an unprotected chair shot. And it was like very uncomfortable and very, uh, you know, just very gruesome and very graphic even though there was like no blood so when it comes down to it if i got to pick one i would probably say the undertaker and they didn't get into it like too too much they kind of put more of the blame like on the promotion on the whatever bookers if you want to call it that but i mean even like the young bucks are talking about like they were i think they said they were there when this happened it just like was uncomfortable to watch and if you go back and look at it, just like he's beating the shit out of him, and then the unprotected chair shot, which might be more of a sign of the times, but just making and once again, I don't know. I would assume under I don't know if the Undertaker had any word on the actual segment itself, but like Cena saying the guy is not that talented and doesn't have it, like that's one thing. That's a good. Like, I, I agree with you on that. That's that's not that's not him attacking Canyon like personally that's just dude you're not cut out for the business yeah like yeah maybe he you could have the argument that he's wrong but he didn't give him a concussion 
and you know take any any liberties with him or something you know take his sexual orientation and start you know berating him on that either it's not wasn't because he was gay that he said he's not talented or not a good wrestler or whatever it was just you flat out don't make you just don't cut it you're not good and then Ric Flair, who's had a hell of a week on Twitter this week, he uh, <laughs> ca- he got some strays because he then like a week. I don't know what the timetable is, but then uh, Rick comments on seeing a thing on the Howard Stern podcast. And he kind of doubles down and says like the exact same thing. He was talking to Canyon on the show and he says the exact same thing. And then uh, Flair comes out on Twitter and he talks about how, you know, he didn't mean anything personally by it. It had nothing to do with him being gay and all these other things. And. Yeah, I, Rick, I don't think people are angry at you about that. I think they're angry about you from last week's Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, yeah, it's the last week's that was a lot. There was a big section about you. So, you know, that, that's that's funny. Um, I, I'm going to say if I had to choose one, I will choose The Undertaker. But I feel like it's kind of it's kind of like wedged in between a lot of different things. I don't think Taker will get hate for it or any, he won't, there will be no repercussions. He may make a comment like, Oh, you know, like, Hey, it was just, you know, that was what I was supposed to do was to go to that ring and beat the shit out of him. You know? Yeah. Maybe we didn't need to do the unprotected chair shot, but that's what my character, the undertaker was supposed to do to that, whatever. I don't know if he had a gimmick name at the time or it was Chris Canyon or whatever, but you know, that's what he had to do. And his job was to beat the shit out of him. That's he did his job. So I don't know if either one deserves it. I don't know if any, if either one, you know, should get it. I'm sure there'll be somebody in here that will fucking take one little thing out of context, flip it around and try to ruin somebody. But I, if I, like I said, if I had to pick one gun to my head, Undertaker, but I still don't think he deserves anything. All right. Not what we just talked about, but all right, we're done with that no, question. We got one. Oh, I said yeah. with that question. Sorry. Are you, <clears throat> are you ready? Yes. I'm firmly so strapped in. This has nothing to do with curveballs to chair shots, everybody. This has to do with um, another podcast called um he didn't he didn't uh put the podcast name in but i will say it because you know i want to put the other i want to put it out there i want to put it out there man it's about the bullet cast about that brandon tanguma bitch i mean i don't know if it's about me but read, read, read the statement on a personal note he took this personally on a he personal fucking, note he, he fucking should you fucking tell him comments made by a certain someone on a different podcast will be addressed this coming Thursday in my questions to that podcast by yours truly. Oh, that's right. I'm bringing the heat. Well, I don't know about heat, but it will be plenty hot. Hashtag Cincinnati. I I can't. That's not Cincinnati. That's Cincinnati. Cincinnati? Dominic is retarded. I said the word. I don't care. He is. Don't blame me, Mr. X. I just can't read or write or spell or anything. I don't even know how I have a job. Um, Cincinnati, Iversity, everybody. I don't know. And hashtag welcome to the jungle. That's it. That's it. Can't wait for Thursday. It should be fun. My my ass is in this chair. God damn it. Bring the spicy skyline chili, if that's even a thing. 
Mr. X, I'm waiting for some chili. Dominic, chili connoisseur. I mean, he really he really talked it up, and I mean, now I want to try. I mean, your fantasy team name is Chili Bowl Hobson. It is. Gonna take a shit on Travis Loves Kelsey. Yep. Is that it? Are we done with the questions? Oh, we can't be done with the podcast? Yeah, I mean, we could. No one really listens to the wrestling portions. What are you talking about? Mr. X listens to the wrestling I portions. I forgot. God damn it. All right, let's get into the dynamite recap. We kicked it off with Daniel, not Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson taking on Kenny Omega. They go to a 30-minute draw. As talked about earlier, crowd goes banana for the match. It is an Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens. Beautiful venue, beautiful sight lines and everything like that. Uh, Dominic, I've already talked about it on the other podcast. What did you think of this match? Well, starting off with probably the most anticipated match of the year was a good idea. On television. On television. Um, No, I thought it was amazing. Daniel Bryan looking amazing. Kenny Omega kicking ass. Um, I love that the fact that they went to the draw as much as I wanted Brian to hit a running knee and put him in the fucking, I don't know if they call it the S lock, probably the, the low bell lock, whatever he called it beginning of his career in WWE. Um, as much as I wanted to see that and have him get his arm raised, I'm happy that it went to the draw. There is no distraction finish. No, nothing like that. Brian taking nasty bumps. Kenny just laying it in, but then Brian getting some shots it was great. I loved it. Um, can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah, this match was fantastic. 30-minute uh, draw. I kind of saw it coming that they're going to do some sort of draw, especially with the starting off and then Jim Ross being like, oh, they have a 30-minute time limit. Well, he never says that for any of their matches. So uh, it makes sense to do the draw. You don't want to give a decisive finish quite yet. And it sets up matches later on down the line. Now, is that a full gear? Is that next year? Who knows? But thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed the match i i do agree dominic that i think like the ending could like have been a little bit better especially like with the uh, time call outs like we didn't really hear any call outs until like the very very end and it just kind of ended like with the on a whimper and if you compare it to like kenny and okada's draw like the finish was just done spectacularly to where Kenny and Okada were just like throwing everything at the wall within like the last 30 seconds and they weren't able to get it done, but you can hear the announcer in the background, you know, counting down from 10 or from five and, you know, then the bell rings. So um, fantastic match. One of the best television matches I've seen in quite, quite some time. And hopefully they uh, run it back. Then we get CM Punk cutting a promo. He kind of talks, maybe uh, CM Punk listens to this podcast because he talked about happy punk and he says, you know, how can, he tries to not be happy, but then when his music hits, he's always happy because the crowd's cheering and adulation and yada, yada, yada. And then he turns into a angry punk or motivated punk by, by the promos and calling out powerhouse Hobbs team Taz. They will have the match tonight, a two hour dynamite or two hour rampage on uh, at Arthur Ashe. So another show, another big show this week. Dominic, your thoughts on the promo. I thought it was a typical CM Punk promo. I mean, can't really complain. Can't really say too many negative aspects of it. Um, I don't think he listens to our podcast, though, like you stated. But um, nevertheless, I thought a typical CM Punk promo. Yeah, I, look at, I look at the data. There is one person who listens from Chicago, Illinois. Bullshit. Prove it. Okay, I'll prove it. 
is that when you were in Chicago and you just happened to listen to our podcast trying to give us a boost? I cannot confirm or deny that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I thought it was a typical punk promo. Great. All right, let's go through the uh, the geographic locations of the podcast. So we got California. We're big in California, 35%. New Jersey, 27%. Shout out to New Jersey. Who the hell from North? What the fuck? From North Bergen, New Jersey, whoever Dude. you are. Let us Dude know. Do that. Rock on. Thank you. Let us know who you are from North Bergen, New Jersey, or in and around that area. Because unless Mr. X is a VPN and we don't know about, <laughs> which is is a possibility. But uh, anyways, then we get uh, Washington. Shout out Washington it's from Seattle. Mm. 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 And I don't know how this thing works out, but uh, we're 100% uh, located in Earth. We haven't reached Mercury quite yet, but we're working on it. We are working on it, people. Uh, then... We get Washington, Ohio, which I would assume is Mr. X, you know, just on a, just put it out there on a limb. Uh, yeah. So shout out to everyone. We uh, are not big. Actually, hold if on. You... We have less than 1% from Illinois, 100% Chicago. Boom. So CM Punk listened to like one episode. Oh, one yeah. Time. One episode, one time. I wonder why. Definitely. Well, you know, before we continue on, to all those who listen, if you guys, you know, email, not you, Mr. X, because you're, you have your own segment. So you don't count. Everyone else. If you want to email be, a us, be a friend. Email us, DM Instagram, hit us up, let us know, get you guys some shout out. And then eventually, when my fat ass gets off his fat ass and maybe starts trying to read, trying to get the shirt design back up and running because I kind of had it and then lost it and then had it again and then just never sent Brandon the pictures and shit to, you know, get his approval. Maybe we'll send you some shit. Maybe. Uh, then we get MJF defeating Brian Pillman Jr. A typical match, what you'd expect. You know, MJF gets the win. Crowd not exactly super into it. It probably still recovering from the opener, but MJF gets the win. Uh, stepping stone for whatever he's doing next. I mean, I thought it was a okay match. Um, I it's just weird. I don't see MJF as a submissions guy, and every time he just keeps putting that armbar on, it's kind of just you know weird. I feel like he should be hitting like you know a stupid stunner or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Then we get Malachi Black taking on Cody. We get the return of Cody and Brandy, and they get booed out of the building. Uh, Malachi Black uh, resoundingly cheered behind everyone, and Black gets the win after spraying Black Mist in the face, and he gets the win. Arn Anderson eats shit, unfortunately falls off the uh, the ring apron, uh, once on accident and one on purpose. Then, uh, yeah, Malachi Black gets the win. Thoughts on the win? how what this means going forward and Cody getting booed and everything else. Cody getting booed is going to lead to him heel turn heel turning, which is going to be pointless, but he'll probably end up joining the young bucks and all of them. And, you know, because, you know, he has to be heel. He can't be healed by himself. But, um, I fucking love the fans booing him. I love the fans cheering Alice. Oh, almost said, uh, the wrong name, Mr. Black. Mr. Black. Um, 
uh, just the match was okay. I, I, you know, wasn't too bad. I, I'm going to say this and I hope I don't get shit for it. I did not care for Brandy sitting in the ring and flipping off, flipping it, flipping black off. I did not care for it. Not because, you know, not, not because of the, you know, anything. I just, it, she just, I don't like how she had to be inserted into there. She could have stayed on the outside the whole time. Could have been bad mathing him, flipping him off from outside, but to sit in the ring and flip him off, I just didn't care for it. I thought it was too inserted into it. And that's like the spot that I kind of point to is like, they have to know that at least she's a heel and people don't like her because I don't know why, what they were thinking if they were going to put her in that position and make that like a big baby face type pop. So I would assume that Cody and brand Brandy and especially Cody are smart enough to realize like what's going on. I mean, they have their reality show. Cody is barely there. And when he is there, he's kind of, you know, insert into like the top things and they, they should understand that he's going to turn heel eventually. Now, I don't know what this means. If he, I kind of want like, not like a super slow burn, but kind of like we see little hints here and there and maybe a result uh, results in like some sort of double turn at full gear or in a different program with black and Cody. But I mean, I would like to see black just kind of beat Cody down and that just turns him heel. Like I know maybe losing isn't the best way to tell a story, but that's firmly, firmly establishing black as like a dominant guy and having Cody change his ways, almost kind of like the fiend without like all the spooky, scary shit and the puppets. Now, because I, I would be okay with that. I would be okay with that. As long as Cody is a heel. Wait, are you talking Cody heel or Malachi heel? Cody heel. Okay. I would agree with everything. As long as Cody stays an independent heel with Brandy and they're just like two mother mother effing bad bitches whatever but what i don't want is cody to run back to the elite and they try to you know recreate what they had in new japan that's what i don't want to happen it's already bad enough it's happening right now but i don't want that to happen yeah well the internet tells me they hate each other so i don't think that's gonna happen uh we get sting and darby allen defeating FTR in a tag team match out of FTR wearing the NWO inspired tights. Uh, Sting gets the win by putting the Scorpion Deathlock onto Dax Harwood. Uh, Darby does a coffin drop onto Cash and gets a tap out victory. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. I thought Sting looked pretty damn good. Maybe like the best he's looked in quite a while. I mean, in the matches, if you take out like the cinematic match at the very beginning, his live in-ring matches, yeah, they've been tag matches, but Sting has looked like very good, healthy, and he's not asked to do too, too much, but what he does, I think he does quite well. I mean, that's one of the reasons he's my, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Timeless. Doesn't age. He's like a fine wine. He only gets better with age. And the match I thought was pretty good. Um, I think FT, in my opinion, FTR probably should have got the win. They could have had um, Tolly maybe, you know, do, do something and get that, get that victory to kind of prolong it. Because I think next week or the week after, you're going to have a repeat. And this time, FTR is going to go over. So I'd much rather the first meeting get that distraction, that interference finish with FTR going over. And then having Sting and Darby go down the line and win. But nevertheless, they got the win. I'm okay with that. Yeah, it is kind of weird because with the Lucha Bros as the tag champs, I don't see Sting and Darby challenging them for the titles. Obviously, FTR would be a better fit. But uh, I don't know where they go from here. Does they still continue to be a tag team? Are they Darby going to 
you know, do something. It, it you know, it it's just kind of an unknown, which is kind of exciting, but also, you know, questionable. Then in the main event, we had a woman's main event. I don't remember the I think the last time was the Thunder Rosa Britt Baker match. Uh, Britt Baker defends and successfully retains her AEW women's title against Ruby Soho. Uh, Britt gets the win, I think, clean. There was some like shenanigans on the outside, like during the match, but I think at the finish, uh, it was pretty clean, decisive for Britt. Uh, thoughts on the match crowd? Not like super duper into it, but you know, at points they were they got into it. Um, I would say that I was kind of maybe like one of somebody in the crowd. I wasn't really kind of eager to see it just because I feel like Ruby was kind of just playing off of them, which I know you're supposed to, but like, I, I kind of wish she kind of came in there a little more. How do you say, um, like I, I wish she had a little bit more of an edge just because I feel like, you know, you, she, she could have came into AEW with a chip on her shoulder and she, you could, she could have used that to her advantage, but instead I felt like she came in trying to be happy, go lucky Ruby Soho and just, you know, Oh, I'm here to take your title. Ha ha ha. Cool. 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 To me, that's what killed it. But her entering ability, you can cannot deny that she is a badass wrestler and like you said at times it was good stuff so i'm excited to see where it goes from here um i know we said last week maybe brit drops the title to ruby so brit and thunder russell can go do their thing but i don't think it's gonna happen now and i don't know if ruby will i don't i don't think she's gonna do as well as everybody thinks she will in AEW. I think she's going to be like one of those other female wrestlers that's just because, you know, she's a mid-card female wrestler and that's it. That's what I'm afraid of. So going back to Miss Drex's question a couple weeks ago, all the new additions, Ruby, Cole, O'Brien, does our answer change now? Do we go with one of the men on whoever wins the title first? Would you still say Ruby has the best chance at getting first? I don't know. Um, I'm going to change it to Brian. I think uh, I don't. It might not be the world heavyweight, but I think he'll get. He'll be a first, the first champion. Okay. A little uh, Miro, Brian Danielson action. I'm down. I'm down. Okay. Okay. Well, apparently they are gonna make a TBS women's title. Maybe Ruby wins that. Maybe. Uh, let's uh, quickly go over NXT. Yes, NXT 2.0. We still kind of talk about it. Uh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa cuts a promo, and he has like all the, like some of the newbies behind him, and all not all the newbies. It was uh, kind of weird. Uh, we get Roger Strong defeating Kushida, so we get a new cruiserweight champion. Dominic, uh, thoughts on Strong getting the win, and now we uh, have Diamond Mind has some gold. Is uh is Roger Strong even considered a cruiserweight, or is how, how how heavy is he? Um, I would say he's under the two hundred five live two hundred five limit. Okay, as long as you think he is. Um, I thought the match was good. It, I mean, you know, it's whatever. You did have the the shitty finish, but I think Roderick Strong going forward with the title is better. Um, I think you can possibly have some good matches. I don't know. I feel like it's. 
this whole 2.5 thing, Cole leaving, it's all throwing me for a fucking loop right now. Yeah. I don't I even mean, know who's on the roster. Like, I, mean, I don't yeah. know the full roster. For the most part, like, there's a lot of stuff they threw at you on the show, especially like last weekend, this week, just like debut, debut, vignette, vignette. Here you go. New people, new people. And it's like you're, you don't know any of these people really. They're just kind of throwing them out to you, throwing them out to you, and you're just supposed to kind of absorb it. And obviously, not everyone's going to work out. Some will fail, some will be okay, and maybe some will thrive. But we get toxic attraction. That's Mandy little stable she cuts a promo a promo not very good to be honest she stumbles over her words and the uh, challenge uh, Gigi and jc challenge uh zoe stank and eo sharif for zoe the stank. yes for the tag team women's tag team titles and then indy's best friend who was like in the vignettes and was at the wedding now apparently she's actually a wrestler and her and indy are going to challenge for the tag title so once again a lot of things thrown at you, but at least the, the these fuck? women we've kind of seen them for a little bit. The fuck? How about EO just retains and we don't have to worry about all these new people because I don't. Dominic kinda, doesn't like change. I it's not that I don't like change. I just I'm so fucking confused. Like I'm trying to like I'm trying to think back. You know, first of all, too many concussions, and I got COVID brain still, so I'm a little loopy. But like, I don't remember half the shit from the segment and I'm trying to like really hard to remember everything. So just EO and who's her tag team partner? Again? I, say, I can't remember her tag team partner. Is it Zoe, Zoe Stank? Stank. It Stank. is Zoe Stank. Uh, That's why I said it. Stark. See, I thought Zoe Stank was Priscilla Kelly for some reason. I don't know why. But EO and Tony just retain and... You know, we'll be good for just give me a couple of weeks to to figure out people and their names and shit, and we'll we'll be fine. Okay, uh, Dominic, he had to remember Dante Chen's name. He defeats Trey Baxter. He's uh, the first Singapore signed wrestler, I guess. We I mean, we got a lot of these types of matches. I got a lot of squash matches, but we don't see too much. Uh, we also get a Odyssey Jones squash. I mean, nothing nothing really too major happening from there. We get to Chase University. What the we get uh, yeah, so a lot of things happening on here. We get to ca- camera grams, camera grams, defeating Joe Gacy. Uh, Gacy has kind of made the rounds. Uh, he's like a uh, a woke guy, I guess. I mean, he cut the promo, and I I just watched uh, NXT today, so I was like hearing all these things about him, and then he said, and then he cut his promo, and like yeah, he said like safe space and yada 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 yada. But I thought what he's said like wasn't like too too woke but when it comes to wwe and nxt doing these types of things it's like well i i especially with the family and who they you know sponsored last uh, presidency you know when they do things like this i kind of see like okay you know they're making fun of it but are they like ironically making fun of it or like actually making fun of it? And then when Fox News and all those other types of people get a hold of it and like are congratulating NXT for or WWE for you know, making fun of woke culture. Okay, maybe. And I think they did like pull all of his clips down from social media. So it looks like this Joe Gacy character is the first one to fall in NXT 2.0. Hate to see it. Then we get uh, curveballs and chair shots. Favorite Instagram follow Electra Lopez. She's in a squash match and she gets the win. And then BFAB attacks her from behind. And I know it's just like a, a little whatever cat fight brawl on the ground but 
this was not very good. This was maybe the worst one I've ever seen. And they're going to have a match next week. So this should be interesting. I think you and me have better fights than that. Wow. But you're, you're sexist, Dominic. You know, Joe Gacy should come after you and talk to you about white men privilege or whatever. Just because I said we have better fights than that? Exactly. Canceled. <laughs> Uh, then in the main event, we get Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker. Hey, still, still a terrible name. Uh, they defeat Ridge Holland and Pete Dune. Uh, Breaker that. actually pins Holland to get the win. Uh, this kind of set was set up at the opening segment with Ciampa's promo. Uh, Breaker like yelled at uh, Holland and Dunn. And my God, he sounded just like Scott. It was like yeah, scary. That's, and then, that's fine with me, man. I love Scott. I love me some good Scott Steiner. And then he wrestles and then, you know, he wrestles like a Steiner and. I mean, if if this is the guy they're picking to be like the centerpiece going forward, like I'm fine with that. Like I think by far he's like the best one they've had thus far in terms of like the new names. I don't I don't know if I need him to be champion just yet though. I mean, give him a year at least, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. I'm not saying you push him to the moon, but out of everyone who they've kind of showcased thus far, he's by far, I think, the best out of all of them. And his and it does kind of help that he has the the Steiner lineage, even though they're not exactly uh, you know acknowledging it. But just his vocal tones, and if he sounds like Rick and he wrestles like the early '90s Steiners, you know, it should work out for him because it worked out for them. I I would like to see him, you know, do well in NXT. If he gets if he gets the title, cool, great, grand, wonderful. I would love to have him on the main. Eventually, not anytime soon, but eventually, make it to the main card. And somewhere down the line, maybe he says, you know what? I'm done being, what's his name? Brom Breaker. I'm done. I am actually, you know, you know, Joe Steiner. You know, I'm a Steiner and I want to, you know, like I want him. It would be cool to have them explain the lineage and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, maybe eventually, maybe a Steiner does return. Doubt it. Because, you know, Scott's a fucking crazy wacko. And I don't know if Rick's even fucking able to wrestle. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's definitely has the tools to uh, be good. He's like deceptively small. Like when he was next to Ciampa, he wasn't like towering over him. So he could kind of be in that carrying across category to where he looks a lot bigger in NXT. But then once he gets to the main roster, he, he's doesn't, he doesn't look as tall as he did. Uh, shout out carrying cross and uh, Scarlet. They're engaged. Love to I'm see sorry, it. Brandon. Love is love. And uh, where is Scarlet? We need where's the smoke show? Damn it. Show me the toes. Uh, moving. That's Lana, Dominic. Come on. Uh, no. That yeah, okay. Was yes, I know. Thank I you. Said it in Vegas. Thank you. But Lana is the originator of the toes. <clears throat> Speaking of show me the toes, Liv Morgan takes on Carmella at Extreme Rules. Dominic is Liv Morgan getting a push to the moon. Is she going to win? And then she takes on Bex. For the women's title later? I hope so, because I'm choosing Miss Liv Morgan. Uh, then we get the United States Championship match. Damon Priest defending against Sheamus and Dom- Dominic's favorite wrestler in the whole wide world, already Mr. Jeffrey Nero Hardy. You already know it. Don't even got to say it. All right, so I'm putting Dominic down for Damian Priest, and I also got Damian Priest as well. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was supposed to say Seamus, but then for some reason I said Priest. So <laughs> I'll t- I, 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 as much as I love Jeff, I think Damian Priest will retain. It will kind of be one of those moments of like, you know, they're they're kind of cementing Priest as like a big name. 
and this will help him eventually make his way up the card. Uh, we got the SmackDown tag titles on the line. The Usos defending against the Street Profits. I would assume both of us got the Usos in this one. As much as I want the Street Profits, because I think Usos' main storyline right now is going to be with Roman and everything going on with him. I would love for them to drop it, but yeah, I got the Usos. Uh, only a six-match card on this show. I would assume maybe we add some things from the SmackDown, but uh, what is the main event, Dominic? It is the Universal title match, or is it one of the women's title matches? With Oof. a little fin-fin. Oof. Anything that has Roman's the main event. All so. right, so we got the SmackDown Women's Championship. We got big-time Bex taking on Bianca Belair. Bianca trying to get her title back after the debacle that was a SummerSlam. But does she do it, Dominic? I'm going to say no. And then at the end of the match, a returning Sasha Banks. Okay, okay. Don't forget to get returning Sasha Banks. But uh, I'm going to say we get Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan. Uh, is is Becky Slong going to be showing? Moving on, we get the Raw Women's Championship match. We get the champ Charlotte Flair taking on Alexa Bliss. I think uh, it's only right that Dominic takes Charlotte and I take Alexa, right? Is that how it's going to go? I guess. Mm-hmm. To see who is superior. Charlotte. I mean, she has more title reigns. Yeah, but she has more title losses. So about but more title reigns. So about Alexa. At Bliss. least I won the title. Hmm. But anyways, I will say, I did quite enjoy the segment they had on Raw. Alexa Bliss was like more grounded than she's ever been with this character. And it actually was like, you know, compelling a little bit. And you know, that's saying something with the Alexa Bliss character. So shout out Alexa Bliss and Charlotte. They actually did something good on Raw that I enjoyed. When, that- when does Alexa go back to being Alexa? When do you think? Mm, I don't know. The thing is, they really like the Fiend character and it probably makes them a lot of money. And like merchandise and stuff. So I don't know how many. Then Lily why they release they... them? Because they have Alexa. Why have two of them? We could just have one. <sighs> then, then in the main event, we get the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns defending against the Demon Finn Balor. We've already kind of previewed this a little bit with Mr. X's question. But Dominic, do you think they do the unthinkable and get the title off of Roman in this kind of b-level pay-per-view because they got other more important things or does just roman does roman things and beats the the uh demon because roman just beats everyone regardless I, of face paint or not i honestly think it's gonna be roman beating everybody because if you're, you're telling me john cena you're telling me um daniel bryant you tell me all these people that he's beaten i think he's even been beating finn can't beat him, and you're telling me just when Finn becomes a demon, he could beat him. Then to me, Finn always needs to be the demon. He'll be undefeated for life. So I think it's going to be Roman doing Roman things, and Finn Balor on his back getting one, two, three. Yeah, as much as I kind of talked myself into picking Finn, I am going to like officially, if I got to put some money down, I would go with Roman to get the win here. So yeah, six match card. Hopefully, it doesn't overstay its welcome sub three hours going head to head with Sunday night football. Still don't know what show is getting the, uh, the big screen of what show is getting the laptop, but we'll figure that out as we go so along. What time, what time do I come over? Uh, well, speaking of, I don't know, 
terrible segue. Shout out the Cardinals. They've won 13 in a row. So they are just continuing their little hot streak, beating the Cubs on day one or don't, game one of their double Don't avoid header. my question. When do I come over on Sunday? I mean, you know, my people have to talk to your people. You know, I got some things I got to do. I got to mm-hmm. I got to paint the house this weekend. It's uh, it's a whole ordeal. We got the homeowner, got the homeowners association up my ass. And uh, I got to risk my life, climb up onto the roof, be like a fucking Mick Foley and just, you know, risk my life <laughs> to paint. You don't have a ladder you can just climb? Yeah. But then, you know, I get the crevices. Oh. So, then, you, you so you're saying you have, you have to do an actually a good job. Yeah, I got to I got to appease the homeowners association so we don't get fined. Oh, OK. OK. okay. Yeah. So what time should I come over on Sunday? Uh, once again, my people will talk, you know, we'll talk about it when we play video games this weekend, Dominic, and maybe <laughs> we can stream. Oh, you got a cough. I guess we can't come over. We can't come over. Oh, damn it. Damn, I hate to see it. All right. Thank you all very drop much. Drop the pizza off at the front door. For tuning in, I'll make sure it's Roundtable, the best pizza around. <laughs> Until next time, that's been Dominic. My name's been Brandon Tango. If you guys would like to send in a question, send it in via email, curveballncs at gmail.com. If you want to send it in via DM or respond to our little post, curveballs and cs on both instagram and twitter all the links are in the description of the podcast until next time goodbye and good night uh Don't agree with what I know